Hi everyone, I'm Jace. Welcome to Freelance Creative Exchange, where every episode we speak to freelancers about freelancing and the gig economy. And I'm very happy today to be able to invite two of our freelancers here with us today. So I have Alicia here with me. Hi. <laughs> and I have Wayne here with me as well. Hello. Uh, Alicia is actually a food stylist, mm-hmm. uh, photographer, um, recipient. Uh, recipes developers um, she's also running a blog to actually share on her um, recipes as well as some of the travel guides and on the other hand we have Wayne uh, industry veteran can I say that <laughs> you sound so old. Uh, author writers copywriters you know things like that but I'll let them introduce themselves formally to our audience so um, Alicia would you like to share with us more okay yeah so I just started my blog uh, two mm. years ago and then uh, slowly I try to share more of my favorite recipes mm. uh, most of them are influenced by my mom or like Ooh, places wow. that uh, I've had like you know dinner in restaurants or cafe so yeah slowly when I share these recipes mm. eventually I develop uh, photography skills and uh, styling mm. tips from um from the internet, from Pinterest and Instagram. So yeah, and throughout the process, I progress. And finally, there are people start asking me that, oh, do you mm. want to style some of uh, our cuisine in the restaurant? And then mm. slowly with that affirmation and validation from the clients, I move out from my full-time job as a mm. media producer. Mm. And right now I'm a full-time food stylist and blogger. Right, wow, yes. okay. Mm. We know about yourself. Um, What's the story? I, my story is that I've been a writer since primary three. Oh. Um, <laughs> professionally, not since primary three. Um, I've wanted to write since I was a kid. And I think it was the early 2000s, I started professionally working as mm. a writer first with magazines, did some mm. business writing, then mm. uh, moved into what is now known as SG Magazine, mm. did some writing for them. Mm. Um, after that, I transitioned into marketing and advertising. Mm. Been in there since 2009, mm. I think. Mm. And in 2014, I published my first book. Oh, there. Okay. Since then, every year, I've been releasing either you know books or comics since then. Yeah. Wow. So mm. as a freelancer or actually as a full-timer? Um, I started freelancing actually, mm. if I remember this right, um, I think it was probably what, five years ago? Mm. I think I started regularly freelancing, well technically for the second mm. time about five years mm. ago. Um, I tried freelancing a bit earlier in my career mm. but was very immature about it. And I think that lasted me like a couple of months and then okay. I learned my lesson okay. and then eventually became like a full-time freelancer about right. five years ago. Right. So mm. you, after graduation, you went into a full-time job and then after that you freelance yes. and then for a few months you go back to full-time yes, and then now right. you are back to freelance again. Back to freelance again, yes. yes. Right. So so we roughly can guess, you know, his age <laughs> in that sense. But definitely, you know, a seasoned freelancer. Yeah. But how about you, Ellie? How about yourself? Uh, I'm still a baby in the industry. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so I graduated mm. uh, from uni and then mm. I worked in a university as a producer for close to three years. Mm. And then, so this is my ninth month oh, uh, freelancing. Okay, I'm okay. still figuring things out, still exploring right. who I am, what I'm comfortable, mm. what I'm not comfortable. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. I've got a lot to learn from veterans. Yeah. <laughs> so what made you decide, you know, after working as an employee in that sense, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for three years, what made you want to take the plunge or to actually, um, you know, mm, 
come out and say that okay you know I'm going to be a freelancer okay um, so I first had a thought like a year ago mm. and I realised that maybe it is not the time yet I mean there's always mm. like this voice mm. in me telling me that okay maybe you should go out and mm. you know try it out because there are days where, you know, after lunch, mm. you're at work, you're just mm. looking through Pinterest, like Instagram, you're distracted and you realise that, wow, these people are, uh, you know, making a career out of like food styling as mm. a blogger. So mm. uh, I think the blog, a food blogger in, in mm. the West, like mm. maybe in UK and US, it's not so much of reviewing like the food places mm. that, you know, like maybe some of the Singapore food bloggers yeah. do. So for them, they are more of like, they're more like, housewives or mm. just people that are passionate in cooking mm. and making making like beautiful food at mm. home to serve mm. for their loved ones mm. and then I realised that oh that is like a career that you know I can mm. consider but maybe mm. right here in Singapore it's not so common yet yeah. so do you deliberately chose to go towards food or was it just something that you naturally fall into because there could be so many things that mm. you can also focus on right yeah, like yeah. sessions lifestyles yeah. I think yeah. food is a little bit more closer to heart mm. because uh, I mean I always go back home for home cooked meals mm. um, and, and throughout that you know that childhood I realised that you know some uh, food is important to you like mm. it affects your mood so mm. even if a bad coffee in the morning it affects your <laughs> yeah, mood <laughs> how you deliver a pitch or yeah. deliver a presentation if you know the breakfast or the coffee turns out to be bad so right. I guess that 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 sparks my interest and mm. that's more closer to heart. Maybe mm. for fashion, you spend more money <laughs> so it's not very sustainable and there are always like yeah. cycles of like fashion but I think right. food is always staple and mm. it's always there and it tells a lot of stories and mm. emotions and that's where I realised that oh, I, I want to focus on that and sometimes a lot of people say that you know why you just work on food just yeah. focus on food yeah. but I think that you know food there are so many different types of food like mm. you know from rice to mm. like noodles and mm. like you know western cuisine yeah. to dessert so yeah. dessert is um, is an area that it's my no zone because mm. I don't, I'm not good at baking so. <laughs> so you see like there are so yeah. many different types of dishes across mm. the world and mm. everyone has their own interpretation mm. of like noodles yeah. so I think it, it is still a, a universe that I want mm. to explore mm. and yes and there are days that you know maybe too much food I will mm. still get inspiration from like mm. documentaries or like mm. nature so mm. I think um, going across different like uh, you know industries like mm. maybe even on like books mm. and it, it gives you some inspiration on how yeah. you can create a, a dish or like a photo mm. Mm. yeah right go on question how, how is your coffee <laughs> Okay. Just, just nice, just the right amount. Okay. Sugar, you know. yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks for sharing. So, Wayne, how about you? Now, mm. let's let's move on to industry veterans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, no, but yeah. that's the thing I have to say is the, she's she's like, oh, I'll learn from the veterans. Yeah. I could learn from her as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course, right? Yeah. I mean, especially from, from yeah. our generation, learning from the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, our yeah. generation. Our yes. <laughs> I don't feel so alone now. Thank you, thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, so what made you decided, or rather, I would say, um, you know, even in in our freelance pool, right? I think mm-hmm. um, writers, copywriters, right, mm. tend to prefer freelancing, mm. right? Um, I think for yourself, is this something that um, you know, at the back of your mind, you have always wanted to do this, or actually, are there some reasons that cause you to to become a freelancer? Um, odd enough, I think. The deciding factor were my mm. books. Mm. Sure. <laughs> um, 
because the first book was released 2014 okay. and at that point I had, I had probably been freelancing for about a year mm. that sounds about right um, mm. probably about a year then and um, yeah. I was I had, I had done the book and I was very happy and it was mm. a childhood dream come true Okay. So for me. So you mean from childhood you already aspired? Oh yeah, yeah. To write I, I, I wasn't wow. kidding when I said I've been writing since primary three. Um, <laughs> and, and who has been reading your book? Who's your lawyer supporter? <laughs> lawyer supporter of, of this book? Or, or, no, no, no. I haven't been published since primary three, okay. <laughs> but I've been writing since primary three, making my own comics using foolscap paper and all that. Wow. Yeah. Um, first, first major story I wrote was mm. from primary three composition. I wrote basically what amounts to Ninja Turtle fan fiction. Oh. Ninja Turtle. Ninja Turtle fan fiction. And then my teacher was like, yeah. this is very Again, good. Again, you expose your age already. Ninja <laughs> Turtle. You, you I, s- I know Ninja yeah, Turtle. Yeah, she knows Ninja Turtles too. I'm, Michael I'm, and Jill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was always more of a Raphael guy, but yeah, not fair Raphael enough. Um, but I've wanted to write books since I was a kid. Mm. And when this was done, and I was happy, I thought to myself, okay, mm. that's the one thing, it's done, good, yeah. accomplish. Yeah. Checklist. Check. That's the thing though. What they don't tell you is the moment you write your first book, mm. it's very addictive. Mm. And you keep one you keep wanting to write more and more mm. and more and more. And eventually, like there are times where you literally have to tell yourself to slow down. Mm. Um, but after the first book, I had been freelancing for about a year. Mm. And I was actually thinking about going back into full time. Mm. But then I I read something from a writer, I can't remember the exact quote, this mm. comic writer called um, Brian Michael Bendis, and he mm. said, um, one of the most important things you have to do as a writer, mm. as a creator, is to make it make it your priority in life. If this is something okay. you want to do, if this is something that you love, mm. you make it your priority. Mm. So freelancing came about, or freelancing became the norm mm. after I published a book, and I spoke to um, my boss mm. well, boss slash friend mm. um, and I told him mm. uh, I can't take this job mm. I'm planning to go freelancing because mm. I want to focus an equal amount of time on writing my books as I do with copywriting and stuff mm. like that mm. um, thankfully it's a nice coincidence that my boss slash friend also has art in my book oh. he's done art in my book I, I keep showing it off as <laughs> You know, like some kind it's of. Good, you should be proud. Yeah, yeah but like, no, the way I'm showing it off is like one, one of those TV salesmen is like, if, if you order now, you can get. You can get the, discount. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but that's the thing. Um, so he had contributed art to it and he mm. creates his own stuff as well. So he okay. understood where I was coming from and he said, okay, look, what you can do is um, you come into the office. Mm. So it was. It, it's freelance slash kind of part-time thing. So you mm. said, you come into the office two and a half mm. days a week. Mm. The rest of the week, that's yours. Go do your right, thing. Go right. make more books. And since then, that's been my norm. Mm. Um, there's always been that core of 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 work that I've got mm. going on there. And then, mm. you know, for, for um, other freelance work that comes in, that stuff goes towards um, whether it's, it's printing costs when I want to mm. self-publish my books mm. or simple things like going on holiday or mm. you know further down the road I'm looking mm. at going overseas and mm. going to like comic conventions and mm. pushing my stuff down yeah. there so yeah. that's where that's where my freelance life has helped my mm. writing life mm. yeah Right. So going back to Ellie, so um, mm. you know, in terms of uh, starting your own blog, you know, starting your your I would say career in mm-hmm. terms as a food blogger, food stylist, food photographer, what are some of the challenges that you have faced when you first start 
this um, career mm. choice? So, I think when I first started, maybe in okay, so in like in January, mm. February, mm. Uh, I the reason why I quit my job mm. is also because to uh, I have a friend who came up with her own business. So she started out a business uh, based on male subscription. Mm. Uh, she she approached me and then uh, that is my constant like project with her. Mm. So at least I uh, there is a certain certainty that okay I have mm. like a monthly income from, mm. from that. Even though mm. it's like a freelance type of work, but mm. it is uh, like a monthly uh, job mm. that I have, yeah. and then it helps me to fund you know like some of the mm. the shoots that I have mm. just on my blog mm. and then at the same time uh, I do have some savings mm. so before I started I said okay mm. I need to save money so at mm. least uh, you know there are days where you know there are just no yeah. jobs and uh, mm. you, you still can you know sustain yourself mm. Mm. and at the same time um, I think more people are doing collaborations mm. so yeah. uh, there are more uh, there are a few you know business owners mm. they just came out like maybe they mm. sell like groceries online and uh, maybe sell honey mm. so they will ask like, oh, would you, would you want to collaborate with mm. me and we, we it's more like a women type yeah. of thing like you know everybody yeah. just get better together yeah. instead of like seeing it as a competition like mm. it's always good to help each other yeah, yeah mm. so through that I you know just get to know more people mm. and Quite interested, quite interested to find out, right? How do you actually, um, you know, uh, attempt to actually create a sustainable career out of this um, bloggings and this food um, styling kind okay. of career? So, um, from the start, blogging can be a little bit, uh, you know, not consistent mm. in terms of like, you know, income. Mm. So, uh, when I first, you know, figure out that okay, I want to quit my full time job mm. after uh, after my friend just. Um, Introduce like this job for me because she set up her business mm. on uh, meal subscription. Mm. So uh, how it works is that uh, consumers they will uh, subscribe to a meal plan. Mm. They can mm-hmm. choose uh, three out of four recipes, mm. and they can just learn how to cook by following a recipe card. Mm. So my part comes in as a recipe developer and mm. also a photographer, just to uh, take a, a step-by-step photo for mm. them uh, to guide them mm. to prepare, like let's say, uh, a tom yum chicken soup. Oh, yeah. So right. uh, that job is my constant, you know, source of income, mm. and that funds me to, you know, come up with sometimes like collaborate or mm. like wedding shoots so sometimes mm. like somehow I, I met people from the mm. wedding industry because they always mm. like to do conceptual like shoot mm. on top of just yeah. you know day to day weekend yeah. like mm. wedding shoots so so sometimes they play with uh, like food styling mm. and they would ask like oh do I want to you know come on board mm. so for that collaboration to happen because it's just being creative everyone just want to you know yeah. just be creative and um, that collaboration will definitely come out from your own pocket. Mm. So, like this source of income will just you know fund collaboration because mm. that's how you keep your passion going. Because there will mm. be a point of time you just uh, just take photos yeah. and that's it. Like there's nothing like you know. Oh, I would just uh, want a table full of red food. Mm. Yeah. So that that type of you know shoot keeps your passion and mm. you know uh, going and mm. you meet like minded like creators mm. from. Different, mm. uh, you know, different uh, crafts and different skill set. Mm. Yeah, and and I think blogging uh, after like maybe to make it like really full time blogging mm. just this year. Mm. Recently, there'll be more. There are more people like mm. approaching me. Mm. So like maybe like big brands like maybe mm. FairPrice or like mm. uh, Luzern, like the ceramic wear. Mm. They're interested to work with uh, 
my 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 recipes, mm. my style, and mm. yeah, I think because uh, with all this inquiries coming mm. in, you realize mm-hmm. that okay, maybe this is I'm heading the right direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because yeah. when you're out alone and yep. most of my friends around me mm. they are having a full time job, so mm. you are not really sure like whether yeah. you are heading towards the right direction yeah. Yeah. until yeah. you know someone gives you some you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, acknowledgement that oh, mm. I like your work, mm. and that's that's when you know that okay, this is the right direction. Yeah, mm. yeah. giving some validation as mm. well. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, so when have you hear what Alicia you know talks about you know how she actually prepare herself you know before she go into freelancing? How about yourself? Were there your experiences when you first started? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. First time I went into freelancing, I was young and stupid. Um. Now I'm old and less stupid. Wiser. Um, yes, wiser. wiser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wiser, not less stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I, the first time I went in, and this is really the case of you know, don't, you can learn from the veteran, but the veteran mm. can also learn from you know, people who are, let's say, younger than me. Mm. Um, uh, but that's the thing. I went in half cocked the first time. Mm. I I worked like maybe two full time jobs. Mm. I thought to myself, I'm gonna go freelance. Yeah, mm. and it's a very romanticized idea of freelance. Mm. Like just sitting around there with like your laptop and, like, and back mm. then I used to smoke so like cigarette in my mouth and and <laughs> a glass of whiskey next to yeah. me. And you know, that was my idea of it. I'm gonna work mm. from home. The job mm. was come rolling in. Mm. Didn't save up any money. Mm. Didn't have like a core piece of freelance business. None mm. of that. Mm. Just went out there, lasted for like maybe five months. Mm. And then with my tail between my legs, just went back to full time work very quietly. Mm, yeah, I think I'll go back to free, uh, to full time work now. But yeah, and yeah. I think I needed to go through that one because young and stupid people do need to learn their lesson. Mm. Um, but then, but when I came in the second time around for freelance, that's it. I knew exactly what I needed yeah. to do. I needed I needed mm. savings. Mm. Had that settled. Mm. I needed core work. Mm. I was gonna find that first. But mm. then, thankfully, you know the stars aligned mm. my boss was like I'll give you some core work and mm. then you know you can freelance from there mm. and time management yep. a lot of that was time management as well mm. that's a, that's one thing to be fair that I learned when I was in um, when I was doing full time because mm. I was writing my books mm. full time mm. and I had to learn how to balance that out because yep. you come back from work at the end of the day you're just tired and you mm. don't want to do anything mm. and so I had to be a little bit disciplined down there mm. which was something I never thought I would be mm. um so time management, having that core piece of work, mm. you know, um, and just understanding what you're getting into. Mm. Mm. All lessons that took me about 10 years to learn that you figured out on your first try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's different circumstances. Yeah, yeah, different definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But I can see that some of your books, right, are very much illustration-based. Yes. Is that a deliberate, um, I would it's, say, effort by you to do this? Or? Um, Not really. I mean, mm. even the first book. In the first book, mm. I'm just going to like, you know, Show mm. off a little bit down here. Mm. The first book is mostly prose, yeah. so you you got all that. But um, it kind of started. Well, it's got illustrations as mm. well. But this all happened for two reasons. One was, um, I grew up reading comics mm. as much as I grew up reading books. I grew up reading comics, mm. so I've always wanted to tell stories and mm. work with artists, mm. whether it's my own prose and then accompanying art or right. comics. Um, so. Main goal first was to get you know my my, my book out. Mm. So I decided okay I'm gonna do the book, mm. but I'm also gonna work with artists on this. And mm. the other, which brings me to the other side of it, which was 
I wanted to work with friends. Mm. And I had a lot of friends. I still have a lot of friends for illustrators. Mm. So I I ended up working with them to produce a company art for the book. Mm. And then that sort of transitioned later on into me doing, yeah, I'm still doing pro stuff. Mm. But then as I met more artists, I started doing comic work as well. Mm. So mm. then the outputs are being like kind of a 50-50 split from mm. there. Mm. I also know that you'll be actually moderating a comics artist panel mm. at the upcoming Singapore Toy Game and Comics Conventions. Yes, that's so right. So do you think, you know, because of your um, pro- publications, right, mm. that has to do with a fusion of words and illustrations that cause you to actually, um, you know, become the moderator of the panels or... Um, that's that's actually exactly it. Mm. Um, that's how I pitched myself. I mm. I went to the organizers and mm. I told them the panel was specifically called um, "So mm. You Think You Can Draw," mm. how what it takes to become a comic artist, and mm. I can't draw anything beyond stick figures, mm. and not even very good stick figures. Um, but the panel was specifically called "How to Become a Comic Artist," mm. and if there's anything I do understand about comics it's understanding how to work with artists and mm. how much how much of comics is carried mm. by the artist because it's mm. a visual medium mm. so you know and people a lot of people have, in comics have said mm. but they've debated oh which one's more important yeah. the writer or the artist yeah. and the way I see it is if you don't want to collaborate with your artist mm. if you want to just full creative control mm. write, write a novel Mm. don't do comics mm. because what's the point in working with someone if you're not genuinely working with them yeah yeah, mm. yeah. That, yeah. I mean I, I think that that's a very great um, um, examples because like mm. what uh, Alicia has earlier mentioned about mm. collaborations and that's what we see a lot of our freelancers as well yeah. right so um, you know because um, freelancers have very specific skill sets so yes. meaning to say they can't be good at everything yeah. mm. but when you work as a team that's where miracle happen creativity oh, yeah. will come in mm-hmm. and things like that yeah. yeah. so following on right Alicia just want to understand so mm-hmm. how do you um, leverage on your skills right to actually kind of create your own personal brand personal styles across across your different social media platforms um, you know mm-hmm. for, for your craft okay so um, I think through like you know coming up with style mm. and you know brand I think it takes uh, a while to mm. to develop them because mm. uh, I think earlier there are always you know uh, you know different type of styles mm. like artists they have different mm. type of interpretation mm-hmm. and expression mm. so for me when I when I started out I would always like you know follow I wouldn't say copy, but mm. you just get inspired mm. by, you know, yeah. um, someone else's style. Mm. And I mean, we are all different individuals. Mm. So whatever mm. you replicate, mm. you will, will never be the same yeah. because yeah. the setting, the environment, mm-hmm. the personality is different. Mm. So, so yeah, I came up with like a so-called like a skeleton of like mm. my color palette. So mm. I think on, I think on Instagram, it's always nice if you were to curate mm. the whole feed. So mm. when you look at it, like someone were to look at the the grid in the grid mm. style, they were like, oh, mm. it looks very similar. So mm. It's very nice to the eye. Yeah. So with that, uh, so I choose a few colors that mm. I really like. So mm. like uh, my main colors are like blue, green, mm. a little bit of pink. Mm. Yeah. So just a bit more neutral colors mm. to to reflect like my my personality and you know just day to day because mm. I'm not a very loud person mm. <laughs> I'm just a bit uh, you know toned down and mm. more that you know not too not too loud yeah mm. so uh, yeah and then you need that consistency of like mm. uh, 
you know, uh, bring yourself out in the in the market because mm. they're always people. They're always better than you, yeah. mm. and they're mm. always like you know. It's it's good that you know people are always better than you because mm. you always learn from people, and it's good to have like you know talented people in the industry. Mm. So then mm. that's how you you know draw support and mm. you know um, mm. reference from from their work, mm. and I think. Um, through all the resources online, uh, there are more people who are willing to share. Mm. So there are so many podcasts right mm. now, and there's so mm. many like online resources where you yeah. can just purchase it online. Like mm. you don't have to fly all the way to an instructor's like mm. workshop to mm. attend the class. You can just watch it online. So mm. when I all, when I started out, like you know knowing my brand and mm. having a background in marketing when mm. I was in, in poly, it, it helps me to you know learn how to position myself mm. because you can't cater to the mass market mm. I mean, we are not all McDonald's mm. <laughs> yeah you know yeah. we can just you know cater to the young and old so I think it takes time for me to realize that okay I should just stick to this mm. I shouldn't be like looking at uh, what others are doing and mm. oh yeah it's nice but sometimes uh, you need to know what aligns to, mm. to your to your soul and mm. to your subconscious mm. yes and then it's only like lately I realized mm. okay this is how I'm gonna do it and mm. I'm just gonna stick to it so if mm. people like yourself people will just come to you mm. yeah I mean mm. like same for like Wayne they're always mm. like different yeah. type of like comic yeah. style yeah. Yeah. yeah so if people really like it they will mm. just you know keep coming back for you yeah yeah. yeah. So, so following that Wayne do you think that this is actually your style or actually um, how will you describe your style as a writer I, I actually definitely agree with you because you know when I start when I started writing, mm. I was... Well, first of all, there was the Ninja Turtles fanfiction. But then, <laughs> like, years later on, a lot of my stuff was, like... It, it, it was very much in the same vein of mm. writers that I used to read. So, mm. you know, your mm. your old sci-fi stuff. Mm. Um, you know, speculative fiction, a little bit of fantasy here and there. Mm. And that was... That's, that's where I began. And then my style just started to evolve. And like you said, it's... It's not... Like... Every story has been told. In mm. some form or another, every story has been told. Mm. But it's what you bring to the table. Mm. So it's my personality that's in there. Mm. I mean, it, when when um, when the first book came out, I, I I came up with a marketing phrase for it. Um, I didn't want to say it was sci-fi because it's not sci-fi, but mm. it's not it's not like like straightforward literature. It, mm. So the phrase I used was um, what was it? Speculative fiction. Mm. No, sorry. It was slice of life stories through the lens of genre fiction. <laughs> okay. And then I immediately just ruined the illusion. I went, well, that's a very fancy way yeah. of saying yeah. my stories. Yeah. But it, but that's the thing. It gave people an idea of what to expect. Mm. But at the same time, also, like you said, staying true to who I am. Mm. So that's, that to me, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's this is my style. Mm. It's constantly evolving, mm. but from the moment the first book came out and I was lucky that I published later mm. on in my life and not like in mm. my early 20s mm. stuff like that because you know I was a bit more sure of who I was mm. and I think in that sense when the first book came out I was lucky because it's still I mean things have changed but it's still mm. reflective of who mm. I am mm. and mm. just since then there's that base but I've been evolving since then. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so Alicia actually focused a lot on the social media side mm-hmm. and things like that to actually um 
communicate to the um, audiences, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the, the potential clients. Mm-hmm. So how about as a writer, um, what are the avenues you think are the most effective for a freelance writer to reach out, you know, to the potential clients or even collaborators? I'm, well, okay, from the copywriting side of things, mm. I'm a bit, I'm in that very weird place where it's not exactly old school, not exactly mm. new school, mm. where when I left full-time work, to do freelancing, um, my starting point, and mm. till this day, this is where it's grown from, was I look back at my full-time work mm. and I look at ex-colleagues that I had and where they've mm. moved to, and mm. I start from there. Mm. So I get the contacts from there and then my contact list starts building mm. and building and building and building. Mm. And then it gets to a point in time where, you know, you'll get a call or you get emails mm. like, uh, I know this guy who wants you to write mm. for this or I'm... Mm. Um, you know, I, I have this project and you're perfect for it. Yeah, 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 come in, come in and just talk to the bosses and all that. Mm. I mean, for me, it's, at least for the copywriting side of things, it's a case of um, just keeping the dialogue open, mm. you know, making context. I don't want to say sh- stuff like schmoozing because mm. that sounds super pretentious, but it's a case of networking. I mean, okay, that, that's, yeah. that's the best thing yeah. I can think of. It's networking and... Mm-hmm showing them that you're genuine about it it's not mm. you can't just go down there and I was like oh I'm networking with you just because I want a yeah. job mm. I'm networking with you because you know you'll joke and you'll mm. go for drinks and all that mm. but at the end of the day if they need a writer they come to you mm. for the books however mm. um, that's an interesting thing because it's it's I don't think there's any right way to promote mm. uh, books and comics here mm. it's so it's a constantly it's a constantly um evolving and constantly changing approach to things mm. you know there's there's your usual stuff like oh I'll do events at um, bookstores so I've done mm. events at like Kino and I've done events at like books mm. actually and and stuff like that but there's also other stuff like if you want to sell comics there's the comic convention mm. but there's also other festivals where you can sell mm. your comics mm. um, you look at the international market and see what you can do down there mm. and there's also other things where you're not exactly selling your book but you're cultivating a culture of reading Mm -hmm. and maybe that comes back to you. But like I'll do, I've done talks in um, schools before. Mm -hmm. So uh, St. Joseph's Institution International. Mm -hmm. And I've done talks at festivals like the All In Festival, Mm -hmm. which is a focus on young writers. Mm -hmm. And I go in there and I talk to them about, you know, stuff like, oh, how I got published. And mm. it's very speci- it's it's very specific and almost like a little bit self-deprecating in a way, but mm. it's self-deprecating in a way where I hope it makes writing relatable to the kids. Mm. My first the first talk I ever gave was at St. Joseph's International, and the talk was um, every mistake I've ever made mm. and how I still became a published writer. Mm. And literally, that was the basis of it. It's mm. like, oh, I did this and that was wrong. Okay, <laughs> that would, I I learned that's bad. Don't do that. But at the same time, the students were looking and like, yeah, no, I, I, I might have yeah. made that mistake as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you cultivate that love for writing and creating in general and reading. But I mean, that's okay. This is basically just a very long winded yeah. way of me saying, <laughs> you know, copywriting. Yes. Yeah. Kind of got it down pat yeah. in terms of promoting my books. I'm still learning. Mm. And Mm. I think it's very weird, but that learning process has been very fun for me. But Alicia, for yourself, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. um, since you go into freelancing nine months ago, right? Do you see any changes to your lifestyles? What are some of the challenges that you're still trying to cope till today? Mm, 
I think um, the transition is about structure mm. like you know in the organization mm. so many departments they're mm. specialized in their own expertise mm. you have the IT department yeah. the administrative yeah. department yeah. and yeah you just you know when you need help just go to the department get it mm. sorted and okay done but when you're on your own you just need to you know push yourself to go and mm. learn something and just to make it work mm. and I think because um, there is a lack of structure people always say that oh it's so good that you know you get to eat whatever you want <laughs> do work whatever yeah. you want <laughs> but I say no I think I miss the, the structure and mm. how you condition yourself mm. every morning okay mm. I need to be at this place at 9am mm. yeah. mm. but because you have the you know the world to yourself mm. you know, the schedule without you know any time mm. management yeah. like what mm. we have said you just don't know what to do sometimes mm. you just like you know I, I, I feel that sometimes with structure and mm. you know when you get yourself busy you're actually most productive mm. that day when you're mm. too free and you just thought oh like, I want to mm. do this you can't be too emotionally driven to yep. do things because mm. it's, ne- it's never going to make you like productive and you mm. know um, you're just not going to be consistent mm. so I think I missed the, the structure mm. and um, I'm trying to you know build my mm. own routine even mm. even though I'm just you know I got up mm. uh, I try to you know make myself you know dress up mm. and as if that you are approaching to to a mm. job even though it's just your your, your work mm. desk yeah. so so I, I read this article about mm. this professional yeah. blogger she said uh, it used to be a hobby yeah. but when you realize that you're going to monetize it and approach mm. it as a career you need to prepare yourself mm. and approach this as mm. your mm. your job mm. so you need to you know it may sound silly but you need to dress up mm. and be sit mm. down with mm. your coffee and just mm. do your work mm. and when it's time for you to take a break you take a break so mm. so yeah i think that that is the challenge that i face to build a routine for myself yeah. and mm. to be like disciplined mm. and also i think in terms of like i mean apart from like financial and security i think it's, it takes a lot of like mental strength mm. to yeah. to get back up because mm. like there are always storms like mm. yeah. like maybe just this year like I, I lost to my grandma mm. like along the way mm. and I think it's um, I, I think because of that flexibility mm. you, you just leave, you just let yourself go and say okay maybe I'm just going to be sad for mm. a while but but when it comes to other people, they just go to work mm. as for now because yeah. they have X mm. amount of free days yeah. to, to, you know, compassionately right. to, you know, attend mm. to this. But they still go back to where life goes mm. on. But for myself, you know, I'm just like flexible. And mm. sometimes family, uh, you know, they just expect you to be free mm. because you're yeah, freelancer. Because you're free. <laughs> yeah, so you're supposed to be there even yeah. though you have things to do. So mm. there are things that, you know, you just have to let go and mm. just prioritize like family mm. first. And... And I think it takes it took me a while to just get back up because mm. of course emotionally you're yeah. you're down yeah. and I think you just need to you know get back up and you know just keep going because mm. if you don't work there's not gonna be any income for yeah. you and no one's gonna know except for you for yourself and mm. yeah so I think uh, it, it takes a lot of like mental strength mm. to uh, and, and support you need a good support system to mm. you know uh, people who know you and mm. to are willing to compromise mm. like your flexibility and your schedules mm. uh, to you know to get me going so I think I'm really thankful for my for like g- close group of friends mm. that understand that you know there are times where I can just go out with them like, I can just say oh let's mark like this day just go right, right. but when like you know opportunity comes up like a, like a shoot comes up mm. so it's mm. like oh tomorrow's a shoot and yeah. then I need a day to prepare mm. so then yeah so I try not to uh, you know uh 
I just try to let people manage their expectations. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's it's easier to just be honest and say that oh mm. I can't really fix a date with you right mm. now because mm. my my schedule yeah. is so fluid yeah. and I I have yeah. to prioritize my yeah, career yeah. now because yeah. if yeah. I choose this this is yeah. like my first yeah. priority and people yeah. need to understand that. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So talking yeah. about family supports, do you face a lot of objection from your family when you first mm. share with them your uh, wish to yeah, go into yeah. financing the kid full time job? Definitely. Like I mean, yes, Asian parents. They're like, <laughs> yeah, I think oh, I mean, they they come out from good intention. They mm. just want you to be sustainable. Mm. They don't want you to worry like, oh, why are you working mm. like. Uh, 12 hours a day mm. just for your wish uh, yeah. your passion is your passion going to feed you mm. the type of thing so mm. like I think uh, the whole freelancing is still new to them mm. and uh, I mean they're still like you know conservative and yeah I think it took me some time to explain to them but mm. I realised because I, I read this book mm. and uh, this, it seems this to be uh, reading a lot I think reading helps me <laughs> I'm okay, totally all for this no, there was a space that I just read mm. more of like the self-help book mm. because it's more like a guide yeah. to you because mm. I think by the end of the day you feel a bit more uplifted reading mm. these books mm. and people who wrote the book they, mm. they've been through like tough times as well mm. and they're just willing to share and help those who have you know came across it, right. this, this juncture of like their life so mm. so yeah then uh, I realised I mean like in this book that I read from this uh, lady so she said like uh, every relationship with a person is unique so mm. you can't expect your husband to be mm. your best friend mm. your advisor your mentor mm. she, the person just going to be there as your mm. husband mm. and if you need someone to uh, understand what you're doing just mm. get maybe a mentor that mm. you know has mm. experienced it so family sometimes they may object to uh, mm. you know your decisions but I think you just need to go to the person for mm. that relationship that you mm. want to share with so mm. I think with family it's just more of like the support that you know mm. as long as they 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 are okay <laughs> they have no objections mm. of the work then I think I just keep that relationship like right. you know unique mm. and that, that's mm. just like how it is because mm. I think sometimes we expect our parents to be understanding yeah. the this and that but I think mm. I think they still love you but mm. at the end of the day mm. if you want to go for like let's say career mm. advice you would mm. you would just get someone that mm. you know, really understands mm. and you know, can mm. help you mm. in a certain way. Yeah. 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 So how about yourself, Wayne? Are you still facing challenges? Um, some of the challenges that you face as a freelance copywriter? Well, okay. First of all, my parents completely different in that sense because they, they were... From the moment I told them I want to be a writer mm-hmm. when I grew up, they are like, well, okay, as long as you can pay the bills. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, <laughs> thanks. But my parents, my parents were very... They're very easygoing that way. They basically mm. said, you know, do what you love. Mm. Just make sure you can support yourself. Mm. That's the most important thing. Mm. Um, as a freelancer now, I still face challenges with time management. Mm. There are still times where I, like, I, I was going to ask you as well. Like, when mm. you wake up in the morning and when you do your writing for the blog or you do your photography for the blog mm-hmm. and all that stuff, is it, do you do any of your work at home? Or do uh, you always head out? Okay, so there are times where I just go out. Mm. Right. Just like mm. from the start, like I think the hardest part was like the first mm. few months because mm. mm. I am I'm, I'm seeing my fiance and we mm. used to work in the same. I mean, we mm. met in university, yeah. and so you go out to work, and I'm just alone. <laughs> I just really don't know what to do, and then you get distracted with social media, and then oh, you just yeah. keep mm. go on and on, and you realize that okay, uh, it's past twelve yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I still here in my PJs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so after that, I realized okay, if um 
the place is not conducive, just yeah. go out to a mm. cafe. At least the environment and mm. the people mm. around conditions you to, okay, I just, I'm here with my laptop. I need to like at least pretend and yeah. eventually pretend <laughs> and you just get to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then right. at least you get something productive out mm. of that. Even just two hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's that's what I mean as well. Like in terms of the time management, like sometimes you just don't want to go out or, or it, uh, it's mm. raining or whatever it is. Yeah. There'll always be an excuse down there. Yeah. And you know, and i I that's that's what I found. Like I can write at home, but I produce more and stuff that I'm actually happier with mm. when I'm outside a familiar environment. So mm. I I write like I'll literally write anywhere. Mm. I've taken my laptop into like my my core work. My mm. boss is quite understanding about mm. it. So I'll come in and like if there's no work the day he'll be like, what are you doing here? I was mm. like, I'm just gonna write a story. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, alright, fine, whatever your desk is over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, so I'll work, I'll work on my, my stories there or I'll yeah. work in a cafe or mm. I'll work in a park, wherever mm. it is. And I still find that Time management is that issue because there's there's that like kind of push and pull mm. between like time management and that freedom. So mm-hmm. there are days when I'm not as disciplined as I should be, mm. yeah, yes. and I still struggle with that. It's mm. much better now than it was mm. before, thankfully. Because you're more mature. <laughs> wiser, <laughs> wiser, wiser, maybe mature. Well, that's a flexible term. That one, but no, I I find that. I find that getting that momentum mm-hmm. has helped. So once the first, mm-hmm. like say for my, my books, once the first book was out, just yeah. keep going so and going and going and going, going, yeah. going and mm. you don't want to stop. Mm. And there are times when, and it's a weird thing because as much as you don't want to stop, sometimes you kind of do for a while. Mm. If, you know, writers write about the world, they write mm. about people, they write mm. about humanity. Mm. And if you're just writing, mm. What are you going to be writing about? Writing. Mm. So, there's that push and pull of you know doing the work, but also at the same time finding that time to go out there and mm. and live beyond yeah. the keyboard. And I think that's that's a struggle. I mean, there are also times when I just spend way too much money on vinyl records. So, vinyl records? On, on vinyl records. Oh, okay. So yeah, that 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 would be my guilty that would be my guilty spending, and I'll go like, well, I really shouldn't have done that, should I? But yeah, of course, there's always going to be like, you know, the, the financial side of things. Sometimes mm. I'll just cheat a little bit. Mm. But yeah, it's mostly that balance that I mm. still work on mm. in both sides. Right, right. So, 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 you know, now, you know, having experienced this career path, right? So what are some of the advice that you would give to a freelancer? Maybe Alicia can go first. What mm. are some of the advice that you would give to freelancers who are just starting out? Uh, you know, what are some of the mm. important things that they must take note before they actually start their career? I think, uh, I think the first thing you have to be patient. Mm. And uh, a lot of times you, you just cannot expect things to just come back to you like mm. quickly mm. so I mean right now I'm still learning how to be patient <laughs> and you know sometimes emails everyone's going to be busy mm. so you can't expect like oh I look forward to your reply and then the person's just going to reply in the next minute day. yeah yeah. so I think for that and then you also need to factor like rainy day so you mm. need money because it's mm. always going to be a stress factor in life because yeah. you need to you know pay mm. bills and Without money, you'll be stressed mm. and everything just disrupts your whole lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. And at the same time, you need to... I think health is super important when mm. you're a freelancer mm. because you are not... Your mm. medical bills are not paid for yeah. and you really need yeah. to take care of yourself. Mm. So I've been trying to, you know, keep myself healthy by, mm. you know, sleeping like 
seven to eight hours a day. Mm. Because I think sleep is important. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that was something that you mentioned before the talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, yeah. very important. Yeah, so yes. health and fitness. Mm. I think this is the baseline of every like successful mm. person. Because mm. I, I think if you don't take care of yourself and mm. when you have problems, your focus are on your paint. You're mm. not. You don't yes. have the energy yeah. to work on your yeah your the real things that you mm. really want to do. Yeah, so I think. Being a freelancer, you just need to be, be patient and you need to be hardworking. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. hardworking and just make like just meet new people. Just go mm. out there and experience mm. things. Mm. They're, they're mm. always like you know, you know, like people keep producing stuff. But I think if you don't slow down mm. and just realize that okay, where mm. where now? Like why am I why am I doing this? Mm. I think sometimes it's good to just slow down and yeah. Yeah, think about what you're doing and why right. you're doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I think. Yeah, it's more like a, yeah, personal well-being is very mm. important as well. Yeah. How about yourself, Win? What are the advice that you give um, to someone who's just starting out? Have an outlet outside of what you do. Mm. Even if like, not everyone's gonna have um, a job which mm. they're super passionate about. Mm. Sometimes you just need to do the work. There's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes mm. you just need to do the work. Um, writing stories, mm. writing comics. That used to be my outlet. Mm. But that evolved. It's no longer just like, oh, I can just write it for myself and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm. You know, it's 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 a different facet of me that I put out to the world mm. and I want it to be the best that it can be. It's mm. it's no longer just, you know, just whatever I want to write, I'll yeah. write. Um, so I find other things. I'm far from the best photographer in the world. Mm. Far from it. Don't have a camera, use my phone. Mm that kind of thing but it relaxes me to go out and take photos mm. and that's my mm. thing like there's no pressure on that I'm not yeah. selling this yeah. I don't know I don't, yeah. yeah so have I think to tie into the idea of mental health health mm. have an outlet have not just your job but mm. you know have stuff that you're passionate about mm. and have that additional outlet as well mm. just lead a, as, as full a life as you possibly mm. can and mm. whatever you can afford to do mm. And I think that really does help mm. with your mental health as well. Mm. 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 Yeah. Right, great. Okay, thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, Wayne and Alicia. Mm-hmm. But before I let y'all go, right, I have one last question that I'd like to ask you, um, which we asked, you know, all our guests in the previous episode. And mm-hmm. the question is, you can take some time to think about it, right? Mm. The question is, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, <laughs> right, when you're just starting up, what would you say? Oh no, you go ahead. <laughs> you, I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it's your question. No, no, see, I was about to say that your answer would be really short. Uh, if I could give one piece of advice to my younger self. Yeah. What would that be? What would you say? Enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. I think whether it's my, whether it's anything that I've done in uh, freelance copywriting, mm. whether it's my books, you know, you're so concerned about like everything that's going to happen or everything that, that you're doing at the moment that I look back at when my first book came out mm. and I was I was ridiculously happy and everything. But also mm. that emotion was mixed up with, oh, okay, I've got to promote the book. Oh, okay, mm. um, you know, what about my second book? Mm. Uh, oh, I, I, I want to do comics as well. And it's an excitement, yes, but... Mm. At the same time, also, you know, you th- and on top of all that, you're thinking to yourself, will my book do well? You know, mm. will, will people like it and all that? And mm. 
I saw something that um, uh, this author, Delilah Dawson, recently tweeted, and she said, manage your expectations for your first book. Mm. It's not going to be a bestseller. Mm. It, chances are it's not going to be a bestseller. Mm. Chances are it won't get pushed. Chances mm. are, you know, if you're lucky, a couple of people read it, and mm. that's it. And I had all these expectations on myself. I had mm. all these grand plans and all mm. these things that I wanted to do that I stopped that I didn't take a moment to stop on that very first day mm. that my book was in stores mm. and go, that's me mm. on a shelf. Mm. That's my name. Mm. I did it. And I think that's the piece of advice I'd give to my younger self. Mm. Make sure every once in a while you stop and you take stock of how far you've come. Mm. And quite frankly, in especially in my case, how lucky I am mm. that you know, in all of humanity, I've, I'm alive at this time. Mm. And mm-hmm. I have the opportunities that I have to make books, to make comics, to do mm. what I love for a living, really. Mm. Right. Yeah. Alicia, how about yourself? Your answer's going to be super short. <laughs> <laughs> not too long ago. Yeah, I not too long two, ago. Two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think you just... Uh, be yourself mm. and, you know stay true mm. yourself no one maybe along the way people is going to disagree with what mm. you do and just need to know that you can't please everyone mm. and there are times mm. where people come in and out of your life and that's mm. okay because mm. what matters is like people who, who stays with you right at mm. this moment mm. yeah and then just be grateful for like what you have like like one mm. way and say you're able now you're lucky mm. that you, you get to do this yeah. and you're still you know, going strong and moving forward. So I think, yeah, just, mm. you know, uh, be be true and, like, you know, just let nature, like, take its course. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again. Right. Um, so I'll just do a bit of round now. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Freelance Creative Exchange. Subscribe to iTunes and leave us a review. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave a comment because we want to hear from you what you think. Uh, let us know the questions or the freelancers you want to hear from next. Follow us on Creative at Works at, on Facebook page and Instagram. Join us next time for a brand new episode of Freelance Creative Exchange. Um, until then, right, I will see you. But before I go, maybe Alicia, you'd like to share with us your Instagram uh, oh. tag or ID. Okay, or so like also my Instagram handle is Pout and Chow. <laughs> so it's P O U T A N D and C H O W. Right. Yeah. How about Win? Um, about your books again? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, very important. So, you know, oh, look at all my books and all my comics. <laughs> but um, if you're looking for where to find me, the place you should go is um, Wayne Ray Writes, um, W A Y N E R E W R I T E S dot com. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye, Thank everyone. You. Bye. 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 <laughs>